Okay, everybody, Stephen Key here. And once again, I've got a very special guest. In fact, this person is that magical leprechaun that you just never see. He's that person that's at that toy company that when you submit an idea, he handles in inventor's relations. Is that is that the right title for someone like you? Yeah, that would be the right title at most of the companies, Inventor Relations. Sometimes you'll see Director of Product Development, okay. but you should be seeing Inventor Relations. So he's the guy, now you're listening to me, he's the guy that everybody's worried about. I send it in, he's the guy that gets it. He's the guy that, that moves it up the ladder. He's the guy that pitches it to the top. He's the guy that makes your life wonderful sometimes. Okay, so anyway... <laughs> We're going to talk about the whole process of smitting ideas, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. This is going to be fantastic. So, Ed, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Stephen. I'm really happy to be here and get to talk to some of these people. Yeah. Okay, thank you for coming on. Now, wait a minute. Before we jump too far into this, Ed Garten, Garten, am I pronouncing? Yep, okay. that's right. Tell, tell us a little bit about your career because it starts at swimways right i mean that what is that it does that's a that's a outdoor recreational pool products company when they started okay but they grew so just like most of the companies in the toy industry they bought another company they okay. bought another company and eventually spin master bought swimways oh, and okay. here we are today okay you know? now you went from swimways you were there for what seven years and i was then, there for seven and years and then you you had a kind of a stint at toys r us what did you do there yeah, I mean, a small little toy shop, maybe you've heard of it. Um, so I work for private label brands. So okay. I developed the entire line of EduScience, Animal Planet, and the wooden trains in Imaginarium. But oh. the teams that worked in Imaginarium developing products also reported to me. So we had about 72 linear feet of product in Toys R Us. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. And how long <laughs> were you there for? Uh, I was just there for three years before somebody threw me an offer I couldn't refuse. Okay, so, so where, what, well, who threw the? Well, okay, where'd you go from there? I I went to GeoWorld, which was a small uh, paleontological science toy company. So they focused on dinosaurs. All right. And I was the VP of operations at GeoWorld, helping them build that business. And then, uh, ironically, somebody else threw me an offer that I couldn't refuse, and I ended up in Rhode Island with Hasbro managing the Monopoly team. So worked on Monopoly for a good little while in all the family games okay. and developed quite a number of successful Monopolies before, uh, yeah, finally parting ways with Hasbro. That's one of my favorite games of all time. My family will not play that game with me. They, for some <laughs> reason, I win. I think I'm just so aggressive. They're like, I hate that game. I love that game. Um, so where'd you go from there? I went to Thames and Cosmos. So it's a science and games company. So... Uh, I started my career in trading card games at Decipher, which was like the largest trading card game company doing licensed trading card games. Okay. I went to family games at Hasbro, right? Makes sense. Okay. So then by doing the Thames and Cosmos stint, I was able to collect up German board games. Okay. And so now I've hit all the categories of tabletop games as well as science a couple times. Did you so I really had a great experience. Did you play a lot of games as a kid? <laughs> I mean, board games? I played a lot of games as a kid. And I have a lot of games today. My collection is very small compared to a lot of people, but it's uh, somewhere north of 250 when I stopped counting. Where are you hiding all those? Where, where, is that up north? <laughs> where, where, where? They're in the, my wife is not excited about it. They're in our dining room. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of games in our <laughs> dining room. What a great career. 
Yeah, okay, it's been at, a fun one. Okay. I love what you do. I'm gonna, you know, we Thanks. met, I think last week, and I got to know how you're so helpful, and you're gonna help everybody that's listening now on some really great stuff. So everybody, be prepared. Okay. First of all, you like to make things, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So are if you a maker, cool designer? Things. I mean, what what do you do? What what? How did you start out in this? And I, first of all, everybody. He's in the inventing world, the toy industry. He, he looks at a lot of products, maybe yours in the future. This guy knows what he's doing when he sees new products, especially new toys. So, but before that, yeah, how'd you start? Um, so like everybody asks kind of like, how do you break into the industry? And I think that like my story is different from everyone's story, but maybe it's something you can learn from is I didn't give up, right? So I graduated with a design degree, and my first job in consumer products was trading card games. Now, that's a product, but it's a printed product, okay. and it wasn't quite a dimensional product like I was hoping for, but that was my start. I did that for five years. I managed an art department for them, and then I jumped over into consumer products, and then you know, from there, it was just like a rocket ship, man. It was just like somebody was looking out for me, and I got to go to all the places I wanted to go, like Toys R Us and Hasbro and all the names that people know. And the reason I get there is because I'm a creative catalyst. Mm. If I'm in the room, I will assume the role that's missing to make sure that the team makes something really cool. Oh. And so that's, that's okay. actually been kind of part of my key is that I'm flexible. You need, we need to talk about the packaging. I can do it. We need to talk about the product and how it's made. You want to talk about injection molding, rotor molding, vacuum forming, whatever. I can do it. You want to talk about ideation? I can do it. And that, that has been the sole key to my career okay. is a flexibility and adaptability. Okay. But, but also you, you love it too, don't you? Oh, my God. You do. I, I mean, can tell you do. I can't tell you I would do this for free because you're going to put this on YouTube, but I would do this for free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. I've just had like an amazing time making cool stuff, man, much oh. like yourself. All right. Yeah. I, I, I knew the minute I met you, we were going to get along. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the toy industry for a minute. I want to talk yeah. about, because there's a lot of people that, that are listening that want to be toy inventors. Maybe they want to be, maybe they're thinking about it, but they don't yeah. know how to approach it right. But I want to talk about when, when you're at a company and a product comes in to you. Yeah. Because a lot of us are, we're not quite sure about how that works, right? We're, and, and maybe not toys, but maybe it could be in any industry. You have a great idea. Right. You're going to submit it to a company. It goes to somebody. Who who does it go to? And why is it taking so long? And why is yeah. someone getting back to me? Explain that process in, in, in your world. Sure. Yeah, let me. Um, so the first step is even before you come and talk to us. So even before you come talk to a toy company or a game company or any company, know the company. Because you're just wasting their time and your time if you show up with a toy that's a plush toy at a company that does plastic toys because they just don't have the resources to take it on, right? So know the company, know their wheelhouse, know what they do, kind of be as familiar as you can with what they make. Okay, Once wait a minute, wait, before you, you go, how do we do that? Can we go to their website? Do we look at their product line, the price point, the material, maybe a blog, their mission statement? How do we really know? Yeah, so... Um, the best, I believe the best case scenario is to start kind of on their website, jump onto their LinkedIn page 
and then jump onto Amazon. Not everyone's selling on Amazon, but almost everyone is selling on Amazon. And you can look at their product page on Amazon. You can literally see their best sellers. And you can see whether the item you have is going to fit into that category. Maybe you have a product, maybe you have a product line. But if, you're, if you've got the next thing that's in wooden trains and you've gone to a company that makes super soakers and water guns, you've made a mistake, right? You're wasting everybody's time there. Now, wait so a it's minute. really just research. But wait a minute. I'm going to show them an idea. I'm going to show them an <laughs> opportunity they should do. They're not in it, but they should do it. Oh, yeah, they should, right? But no. Because you adhere, you align with a brand based on what you know about that brand. So as a consumer purchaser, if suddenly you went to Brio, who was making wooden trains, and they're selling squirt guns, are you going to buy that squirt gun? Maybe not. You know, are you going to buy the super soaker because you're familiar with the brand? Okay. So in order to have the most success for the inventor, they also want to be with the brand that everybody turns to. They're going to get picked up and associated with that brand. Okay. You know, and the next time they go into a company, okay. if they say, I made a squirt gun for Hasbro, I made a squirt gun for Nerf, I made a squirt gun for somebody, you know, that's going to, okay. that's going to help them get in the door. Okay. So the but first... once they get in the door, okay. they need to make sure they're delivering everything they can to help that person, the person they're meeting with, sell their product. Explain. It's not just like, yeah. It, so a lot of times I see people, they show up with a prototype. I love that. You know, I love that. All right, great. We got a prototype. I can see it. It's a works like or it's a looks like, but they can explain what it does. It's oftentimes physical, right? So a physical prototype, but sometimes we're looking at games and I can look at a digital prototype of a game that even though it's a tabletop game to understand the gameplay, okay. you know, um, maybe they've got a presentation. I sure hope so. A video of it playing or a okay. video of it working or an animation of it working. Okay. That's great. So now I've got something physical and I've got a presentation that they've delivered to me that I can take back with me. Okay. Maybe they've done a sell sheet or some sort of like competitive analysis. I mean, if you're, if you're going to sell me the next squirt gun, why this squirt gun, you know, help me, help me sell it. The person you're meeting with wants you to be successful. Okay. It's in their best interest. If they bring your item into the company, they're now your advocate. And just think about it. It's, it's natural to say, okay, well, they're not really on my side, but they are. Because if they bring your item in, they're saying this is a good item. If they bring in a ton of bad items, they're not going to have a job. Right? You work for one so, of these corporations and you make so, bad choices, they don't keep you. All right. So Ed, let me understand this because I love the way you're saying that you need to help that person. You need to help them help you. Advocate. Yeah. yeah. They have to because they're going to sell you up. They, you've got to sell it up, don't yeah. you? Okay. Totally. And if you Once don't you give identify them... something you think is cool, you're going to turn around to the people that make the real decision, spend the real money. Okay. And you're going to do it with everything that you've been provided by the inventor. Okay. Let's talk about that magic to create that magic for a minute, because it's one yeah. thing just to see a prototype. Okay. I know you send someone a prototype, they break, they don't know how to use it. It doesn't sell. I know that. Okay. Right. All right. So maybe I've got this video. Maybe I've got it short. It's one minute. It shows, since it's toy games, it shows fun. Yeah. It shows excitement. It shows interactive. It maybe shows a family. What am I showing? When, I pitch it, when I'm pitching that to a company, I'm pitching that to you, 
What do you want yeah. to see? Do you want to see everybody laughing, falling down, having a good time? Do you want to see something that's authentic, not fake? I mean, what do you what do you see to see the magic? What are you looking for? So I would say that everyone kind of has a slight different spin on this. But if it doesn't look fun, it kind of doesn't matter, right? Okay. Nobody wants to sell something in that doesn't look fun in the toy space. Okay. So even if there's a slight exaggeration of the fun, because it's a prototype, we get it. Maybe it doesn't work right. Maybe it doesn't perform exactly the right way. You know, maybe this is a little bit of a pantomime or a little bit of an act, okay. but okay. sell in the fun. Why do I want this product? We're in the toy space. We're delivering entertainment and fun. All right. And how we deliver that is through toys and how you deliver that is whether or not you get your product in. You see, when it's a regular consumer product, let's say in the kitchen industry, I yeah. can show a problem. Let's say I do a one-minute yeah. video. I can show a problem for 15 seconds and show this solution. That's really a simple pitch. Toy seems a little different, though. Totally different. It's it, There's definitely form and function. All right. But there's the third F, which is fun, uh -huh. right? Form, function. So you can't, you can't deliver form, form function, and function and without fun? fun. Is that, is that? Yeah. Okay. The three Fs, is that something that people talk, actually talk about? No, I might have just made that up. <laughs> But fun is all capital letters in the toy industry. It is. You know, it's it's not a lowercase fun. This is like, we're okay. delivering fun. Okay. Um, and we're delivering experiences. What kind of experience do you want to have with a toy? How, that's the key, right? How important is it the inventor that's reaching out to you that they're workable, reasonable, someone you really want to work with? Or maybe they're just oh. a really pain in the rear end. They're unreasonable. <laughs> I mean, somebody you really don't want to work with, but the product is so good. What do you do with yeah. that? <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, that's a challenge, right? So in the, let's talk about this. There's this myth. There's this rumor. There's this whatever that toy industry companies always work with the same people and that they don't look for new people. Okay. Right. All right. Well, that's not true. Right. Okay. There are some people they continue to work with and they continue to work with those people because they're flexible, adaptable, they deliver on time, they're, they're somebody that you can count on, right? Mm. There's hundreds and hundreds of products to be made, and a lot of those are inventor submissions. So you want to have your people that are either base hits or double hits, you know, maybe they're not home run hitters, okay. but you can count on them every day. Mm. When you, somebody new shows up, they need to be swinging for the fences, but they also have to be flexible and somebody has to say, okay, listen, I love what you've done here. But in order for this to work for our company, we need to do some, um, make some changes, some modifications, okay. right? Okay. And then it works better for our company. Maybe it needs to be a little bit smaller because we think about linear feet and how it sells at retail. Maybe it needs to be brighter colors because of the brand presence. And as an inventor, do you want to adhere to exactly what you made and you're so tied up to it that it can't change? Or do you want to embrace success yeah. and work yeah. with the person and okay. join the team join. and become that person? You know, I hear that become... Yeah, the thing that, that's really kind of odd, and I've heard this so many different times, and inventors don't realize it. I'm, I'm an independent inventor, but you want me to join your team. But that's really true, isn't yeah. it? It is. It okay. is, because like what you've made is probably brilliant. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. It's unique. We're excited about it. 
but there's also a graphic designer behind me. There's a copywriter behind me. There's an engineer behind me. Okay. There's a marketer behind me. It's a whole team that delivers a product to market, and the inventor is part of that team. Okay. Because sometimes they think they're not part of it, and but but it's truly a team effort, and you really need to get the feedback. You really because yeah. Usually the first the first time they submit it doesn't it have to be tweaked a couple times usually. Oh yeah. Okay. Thank oh you. yeah. All right. What comes in the door is almost never what goes out the door. Thank you know, you. it's like what is packaged. Sometimes okay. it's just an, it's a, it's kind of a reference to what's showed up. Okay. Right. It's not even exactly that. The inventor still gets paid and the item still gets okay. sold. All right. So don't think that maybe they change a couple things and now it's theirs. That's not the agreement that you went in with. Got it. You know, it's a partnership. It's to get a product okay. to market is a lot of work. Okay. And you asked about communication and time, mm -hmm. and it almost always takes 12 months. Okay. So if we're talking March 2021, it's going to show up in March 2022 on shelf. Got it. Takes a while. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the inventor that has a great toy idea. They throw it out. They throw it to you. They're shopping around, but you never hear back from them again. Maybe, maybe they came to you. You said, no, it's not quite right. And they never see them again. <laughs> okay. Right. The ones that are consistently doing good work, they come back again, don't they? Aren't they yeah. coming back and they're, they're like, hey, look, I'm, I'm working for you on spec, basically. And yeah. I want to know. And I know if I know your business, if I keep on coming back, you're eventually there's a good chance you're going to take one. So I need to stay with you for a while. Is that true or not? That is true. And it's also true that You'll show me something, and then I'll give you feedback, and it's your choice whether you do the feedback or not. The feedback is based on how it's a better fit for me. Now, this is your item. If you're okay. like, forget about that guy. Okay. I'm going to go somewhere else. That's your choice. But if you want to develop that relationship, you need to respond as if I was listening. I heard your feedback. I value your feedback, and I'm back. Okay. What do you think? Got and it. maybe then next I say, oh, I love it. Let me take it inside. Maybe that one doesn't work out, but now we've kind of developed a relationship. So we're going to keep talking. Okay. You're going to bring something that's going to work. And maybe it's not the first thing, but something is going to work because we're both invested in the relationship. Got it. So th there really is an investment of time on both sides to build a relationship. Totally. Okay. Um, totally. That's really interesting. So in this industry where people are submitting a lot of ideas, does it bother you to know that they're submitting to not only to you, but maybe to other companies too? I mean, okay. Because, that doesn't bother me at all. Because it's just the way it is. I mean, if you're a professional, yeah. you're pitching ideas, aren't you? And probably to your competitors too, right? I mean, you're, you're pitching. Does that bother you? Not at all. And I hope they are, right? This is a competitive industry, but the right idea may not be the right. You may have something, but it's not the right fit for me, but it's okay. still a great idea. Okay. And I've oftentimes told people where this isn't a great fit for me, but there is a great fit for you. So one of these other companies, make sure you keep going. Got you know, right. don't give up because I said no. A no for me is a no for me, but a not a no for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. like it's not a great fit for us, okay. but it's a great idea. Okay. I've got a question here that doesn't come up that often, but sometimes it's a difficult situation. Um. I'm a toy inventor. I'm submitting it. I submit it to you and another company and maybe a few more and nothing's happened. But I get two companies now. You're interested. Another one say, hey, we're kind of interested in this. 
And yeah. now I've got like two two companies interested, but I I'm in a kind of a weird position now because I I, I don't want to do something that breaks that trust of working together, and I don't want you to waste right. time. Right. But you both want to hold it a little bit, and you both want to work on it. Maybe you have to take to China. Maybe you have to do this. But you're both doing some work. I have to tell one of you no. How, how do I do that? Well, I think that one of the things is just open and honest communication, right, from the get-go. Mm -hmm. And you say to the company when you're presenting it to them, you know, if they take in the prototype, you say, great, I love that you want to look at that. Okay. Just know that if you're not going to option the item, I'm going to keep showing it. And then when they come back and they say they're interested – if they didn't option the item, you can say, listen, I've shown it to a couple other people and a couple other people are interested. So if you want to continue working on the item, I love that. Would love to work with you. Okay. But I just want you to know you're not the only one that's looking at it. Got it. Good advice. You know, um, a lot of a lot of our a lot of the listeners. And this is this is kind of new to the toy industry because you guys have been doing this for a long time. OK, Um you do an option. I mean, you, you, you'll you do a holding fee, right? If, if I like it, I've got to do a little homework. I can't have you shopping to everybody around. So I'll throw exactly. you a few bucks, a goodwill. How common yeah. is that? Um, it's very common with the upper tier uh, toy companies. Okay. So like a Spin Master, a Hasbro, a Mattel. Okay. And it's less common as you move to the smaller companies um, okay. because they just they can't afford to option 20 items. That's a large part of their development budget. Whereas with a larger company, they can. Okay. Yeah. So, this is and, I, and honestly, like, don't think about the option as the place to go. Okay. Find the best fit for your product because, mm. you know, a larger toy company may look at it, take in your item, but still not option it. If they're not optioning it, it doesn't mean they're not super excited about it. It just means okay. they're not too worried that someone else is going to take it out from under them. Got it. Okay, Ed, you're killing me here. I send my idea <laughs> to you. Right. And, yeah. it's, and I don't hear anything from you. you. You might say, hey, I got it. We're going to review it. I'm waiting by the phone. I'm waiting by the phone. I'm waiting by the phone. What are you doing? Why does it take so long? For sure. Yeah. So to start with, I'm taking what you have and I'm taking it usually to upper level management in the category of product that you've delivered. Right. So if you've submitted a game to Hasbro, then they're going to take it to like the director and the VP and they're going to kind of vet the game with all the people. So preschool will show up. Family games will show up. Okay. Uh, the Monopoly, which is a different category by itself, will show up. Adult games will show up. We'll show the idea to these people and we'll say, hey, we think this is a great idea. You talked about some of the things you're looking for. We think this has all of it. Do you like it? If they say yes, then it will. the product will go down to their team who will then play test it and work on it a little bit. And during this whole time, we've got feedback going in and coming back. But you also have to remember that it's like Hasbro's a big company. And a lot of these companies that are a little bit larger, it's not the only thing they're working on. So I might deliver a product to on Friday to the team. And it's next Friday before they even have the option, the window of opportunity to work on it. And then they've got to get back with their manager and talk about it and say, here's what we think. Is that what you want to see out of this? Do we need to do some other stuff? If they're super excited about it, then they're going to get engineering to cost it. Now, lots of inventors show up and they say this is a $10 item or this is a $20 retail, but we really need to know, right? This is a business that's run on margins and costs are important. And we know what retail it can perform at because we've sold a lot of games. Right. So then can it hit that retail with our margin requirements? 
this is just the beginning of it, right? And then there's communication. A good inventor relations person is communicating to you and say, listen, I showed it to these people. They liked it. It's a quick email. Want to hold on to it a little longer. And, you know, you should expect an email every couple of weeks, but the process could take six months. You know, it's, okay. it's getting through all the hoops and, and jumping all the hurdles. And the entire time, the inventor relations person is pushing for you to be successful. Got if it. they brought your item in, they want it to win. Okay. So this could take months, right? Oh, it will take months. With the larger companies, it will. Yeah. So what should I be and, doing if I'm an inventor? I, I don't want to be waiting. Should I come up with more ideas? Or what, what should I be doing? That's 100%. If you're a creative person that loves to make things, don't stop. like myself, don't stop. Okay. Great. They've got that one. You've got another one. Okay. You know? I mean, how many ideas can you have? 50, 60, 70 in a day? I think so. Oh, I love it. I love it. You're really pushing them. It's you're pushing just, them now. now. Now you're pushing them. See, what you just said, that's a pro now. That pro is an idea factory. They're coming up with a lot of ideas. But some people pull one out of their head, one over here. You don't win that way, do you? No, you don't win that way at all. I had 45 last week, and I took action on one. Okay. You so can you have as many ideas as you want. It's what you take action on that wins. Okay. So I'm waiting. I'm patient. Are you telling me? I mean, you're not talking to me, right? Yeah. I send it in, but I'm like, can you throw me a bone here, Ed? Can you tell me what you're doing? But you're busy. Yeah. I don't want you to hold my hand, but what can you do for me to let me know that everything's going okay? It's going through the process. What do you do? Well, I think that so this is something I hear from inventors is you haven't you haven't told me what's going on in a long time, right? But a long time for them is seven days. And it's not a long time for us. And so if you're really feeling anxious about what's going on, you should reach out. You should send an email. If you don't get a response to an email, send another email. So it's right? okay to do that. If you, yeah. Okay. If you don't get a response, if I've got your item, something that you spent money on, it's absolutely okay to send me a couple emails. Okay. But if I send you an email that says, hey, listen, I appreciate your, your you want to know what's going on. Here's what's going on but I'm going to need four weeks or so before I can get back to you. Got it. Try to respect that. Okay. If I tell you about my, how much time it's going to take, try not to hit me 30 times in the next four weeks. Try to wait the four weeks. Right. If you really want to partner with a larger company or a mid-tier company, things take a little longer. Things are more actionable in smaller companies because it's basically the inventor relations guy and the guy who owns the company. Mm -hmm. You know, But in a larger okay. company, there's a process. Got it. Okay, everybody, this has been really interesting because I know as inventors, we're always wondering what happens when we submit an idea to a company. I know we're waiting by the phone, but today Ed broke it down for us. He told us exactly what's happening, that these companies do take some time, be a little bit patient, stay in the game long, come up with a lot of ideas. I mean, this is really fun. Is there anything else we're missing? Uh, so I think the only thing else that I would encourage inventors to do is to, I'm going to say, find your tribe. Mm. It's a very lonely pursuit by yourself. Okay. So make sure you're connecting with other inventors, whether it's through LinkedIn, whether it's through groups or activities, make sure you're talking to other people because as you share your stories with each other, you'll come to realize that we're all having the same journey. All right. It's just a slightly different path. Got it. Ed, you're the best. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, for, man. Thank you for coming on InventRight TV. Thank you. Absolutely. It's been great. And April 14th works great for me. Ooh, you guys, you're listening. You heard it right here. 
April, thank you, April 14th, we're going to have another Zoom on IGA. All the information is going to be down below. Do not miss this. He's going to give away more tips. He's, their guy, he's the guy to know, and he might even be your mentor, maybe, probably not. He's pretty busy, but you never know. So show up. <laughs> All right. That sounds great. I'll see you then. There's a great idea in each of us. But it's truly magical to see it come to life. Sharing your creativity with the world has never been easier. We can help. 